All right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have another Arizona OG, uh, Tony. Let them know who you are, man. Hey, how's, how's it going, everybody? For those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Tony Sanchez, uh, Katie Sanchez's husband. Uh, what teams uh, would you would we know you for? Uh, I played with Arsenal for um, for men's. I played with Alliance for co-ed for many years. Um, team Mexico for the national team. That's probably the three main. So you definitely are decorated with those uh, those teams you've listed right there. So, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into um, your story, let's get some preliminaries out of the way. So what's the jersey number uh, you picked, and what's the story behind it? Uh, 24. 24 is my number. I've had it since high school. Uh, growing up, uh, Ricky Henderson was my favorite baseball player. I was really big in playing baseball. I think I've been playing since I was six. And, uh, yeah, I just – I love whatever – that number just stuck with me. Anytime I don't get that number, I just use my date of birth, which is 82. <laughs> Wait, you you were born in 82? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's odd. Um, you didn't hear my interview with uh, Israel, did you? Nope. Okay, so the kind of hint at that um, – I always assumed Israel and I were around the same age until I realized he was five years older than me. Yeah. But he, he looks younger. He shows his age uh, very nicely. <laughs> and then when you just said, when you just said uh, 82, I'm like, I always thought you were around my age, maybe a year older, but yeah, again, you, you and Israel are five years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're actually a day apart. <laughs> he's, he's, Perfect timing. He is. A, he's a Halloween baby. I'm the first. <laughs> so he's a Halloween baby. You're a Day of the Dead baby. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so what's the secret out there? What's what is it about you guys looking younger than people, let's say in California or whatever? Is there some secret fountain in Arizona we should know about? Uh, don't drink the tap water. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, that's fair. I've been drinking uh, bottled water for a long time, um, oh, yeah. and. Two, yes, don't drink tap water, people, unless you boil it or have a filter. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's actually pretty pretty interesting. You guys are a day apart, uh, same year and a day apart. Uh, so let's, let's get into your your story. When did you start playing dodgeball? Uh, Two thousand ten. Um, just the I was I was leaving my house and I saw a couple guys getting uh, getting ready to leave. I was going to go play softball. And they were all up in some, you know, athletic gear. And I looked over, I'm like, oh, hey, how you guys doing? You, you guys going to play softball or something? And they kind of like were hesitant on their answer and was like, eh, you know, uh, uh, no, we're, we're, we, we play dodgeball. And like, you know, any other person. And I was like, oh, like the movie? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the eye roll and everything. And, and they explained it to me. They're like, yeah, no, kind of like the movie, but it's a little less dumb like there's there's actually a lot of strategy and team play and and bonding that goes and you know goes goes along with it and stuff he's like and so they're like if you you know ever thought you know you'd be interested you look pretty athletic like you should give it a shot you know and they had open gyms on thursdays and i was playing softball thursdays but my season was ending pretty pretty quick there so i did i i contacted them and was like yeah what's this dodgeball thing you tell me about and uh Went to an open gym at Kiwanis uh, for Phoenix Dodgeball, and uh, it was 8.5. Went in there and just kind of threw the ball around and had a good old time and 
uh, immediately fell in love with it. You know, I, uh, I think the, there were some, you know, some OGs there too, like Chad Landrum, Alan, they were Alan Stott. They were all there. And I remember getting hit by Chad and, uh, <laughs> and one of the guys looked at me and he was like, how'd that feel? And I was like, that, that kind of sucked. And he's like, well, <laughs> if you can handle, you can handle pretty much anyone. Cause he's one of the hardest throwers out here. And I'm like, all right, well, if that's the worst of it, I can, yeah, I can totally, I can totally dig this. And yeah. And immediately just from there on out, I just kept going. It was a lot of fun. I even skipped a few seasons for my softball to go play that instead. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you were hooked right away. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quick, you know, and just the environment was fun. You know, you, you just you got to be a special kind of someone to play dodgeball, you know, and it, it, it the bonding just seems to me, you know mend really well. Um, the people you said that you saw in like athletic gear and gave you the eye roll, do you remember who they were? Yeah, it was Carlos Sierra and Eric Van Epps. And who are they for the people at home who may or may not know the Arizona scene? Uh, what team do you know them for? Um, they both played for uh, like Monsoon. Uh, that was short-lived, and then that turned into Alliance. Uh, Carlos Carlos played with them a little longer than Eric, I think. Uh, but then, uh, but then Carlos moved to El Paso, and that was the end of his story for dodgeball for a while. Mm. So Monsoon was uh, what we what I would call like the precursor to Alliance. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was ran by Sam Pewitt, and then uh, when he he stepped back and took a hiatus. Uh, uh, Travis took over the team and, and we came up with a new name and just ran with it. <laughs> so I, I like how you said it. I mean, it, it is true. You have to have a certain kind of mindset and a certain kind of character to play this game, because if you're getting pelted by Chad and you can handle it, um, then yeah, there's more power to you. Cause I'm sure he scared off more people than he can retain. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any other OGs you remember uh, meeting um, throughout your first couple seasons there? Well, yeah, there's Ryan Anderson and, and Ed Raymer, who was running the Phoenix Dodgeball League. Uh, obviously, my wife, Katie. Um, Tristan was uh, one of the guys that kind of just immediately was one of the loud mouths that stood out. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Brian Armand. <laughs> uh, oh, man, the list goes on. <laughs> you just dig, digging through your mind, going through the names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so did you do any of like the uh, Grand Canyon State games or NDLs? I did. I did, I did eventually. Uh, I think it took me a couple, like a year, maybe a year and a half to finally get into like that kind of competitive scene. Um, uh, I don't know if, Maybe I just didn't fit in with a lot of the teams that were doing that yet, or maybe they just didn't have the confidence in me yet. Uh, Joe Fernandez did. He saw something in me, I guess most didn't, and was like, yeah, I want you on my team, like any chance I can get. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he started the Los Banditos and would just round up the up-and-coming kind of open gym all-star kind of guys, and we would just he would just put the best ones he had that wanted to try it together and we would play. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there was a couple of times where the team I that he put together, like had potential, like we, 
we would we would hang in there with some of the big teams every once in a while. I mean, at one point, I remember us even going to an O over Alliance in one of the bracket play. Uh, this was like the, at the time I was trying to be, uh, you know, uh, added to Alliance as a as a as a team member, and we two owed them, and I was uh, so happy about that. <laughs> uh, who was on the uh, Banditos team? That we would know about. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, it, it, it rotated a lot, um, but uh, the the guys I can remember was like Daniel Dominguez, maybe David Dominguez, me, Joe Fernandez, uh, uh, Reckless, uh, which was uh, gosh, what was his name? Justin, Justin something. But everybody just called him Reckless because that's what he was. And then yeah, just a few randos that just came and went. Uh, but that was like the the core five right there. Was it Justin Acton? No, 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 no. Oh, it's a different Justin. Yeah, Justin Justin Acton was a team evil only. If he even came out. <laughs> if he came out, that would have uh, changed the tides uh, for you guys. Oh, just for a bit. sure. For sure. <laughs> so, he, was, he, was, he was legit, man. He was a good player. Just wish he was more consistently reliable, unfortunately. Mm. And you said Dominguez. They're the part of the Yastuvo crew, right? Yes, sir. Okay, He's, I'm putting the pieces together in my mind. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I know a little. I know a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, what was your was your first tournament? Uh, uh, Grand Canyon or was it NDL? Actually, no. It was called uh, Duck the Balls. It was like a Christmas, um, a Christmas tournament that Sam Pewitt put together, and uh, it was my first taste of some California teams. I remember Marcus being there, uh, Kale. Um, Man, there was there was a few people that came out. I I it I was it was so new to me that the whole scene that like I didn't I didn't know many of the guys' names. Like there wasn't videos and stuff out as much as there is now. Yeah. Um. But I just I remember those two sticking out, you know, uh, to me when when I did play there. But I was on some random team that uh, Carrie Lamp rarely put together. I think there was like two or three guys from her work from where she worked at like a tow trucking company and then there was me and Andy Fury and maybe one more guy that actually played dodgeball on the team and that was it so it was it was a little rough it was a rough tournament <laughs> uh, but it was it was fun it was a new experience to see like the actual you know an actual full team of competition where a lot of times you know you have like a straggler that's not that great on like league teams and stuff like that this was like several teams that had nothing but stars on it and yeah it was it it, it did it opened my eyes a little bit um when was your first uh uh elite uh debut when was your first elite tournament do you remember it had to have been like around well because elite really i mean elite kind of took the reins from ndo i went to ndo before that happened Mm. Um, I had 2014, I think was my first Vegas tournament. And, uh, I played co-ed with, um, Alliance and I played open with, uh, honey badgers, which was a runoff team from Davis in Boston, the Boston Davis team. It was oh, like okay. the people that couldn't quite make Davis. And so me and Kellen Jillman were just kind of put on this team like i think we just asked around and somebody was like hey yeah i can find you two slots 
or uh, there's two slots on this team you can play for. And we went in there and played it. Andrew Zappa was on it. Mm. And, uh, um, oh, man. I honestly, uh, I think Kate, um, it might have been Kate Kearns. I can't remember. But they were on the team, and it was like they were just starting to play too. And it was actually a really fun tournament. It was exhausting because I played corner with Kellen the whole time. And it was just like, we were just throwing and throwing and throwing. And I mean, yeah, there was a picture of me where like, we're in a huddle or something. And like, I think I have my head to the sky and I'm like, is it over yet? Cause I was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> so but your cardio we was definitely tested. We were beating some teams. We actually beat some teams. And I remember them walking over later and was like, Hey, we usually run over this team. Who are you guys? And we're like, oh, we play for Alliance. We're from Arizona. And they're like, oh, West Coast team or West Coast guys. <laughs> that makes sense now. It's just, oh, okay. <laughs> so safe to assume you made a strong impression and cardio was definitely an issue? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was, there was <laughs> something I hadn't done yet. So, yeah, I, I definitely had to start running or something to get, get in shape for that. Because that was, that was, you know, you play and – six hours of round robin and you're only getting tiny breaks because in that gym it was huge we had like eight or nine courts going at a time so you almost never had a break this would have been this would have been at the tarkanian yeah i think so the one right behind like the uh, the something station hotel palace station yeah <laughs> okay um so what would you say is your favorite uh, style of dodgeball would it be 8.5 or foam or uh, you asked me this four years ago, 8.5 hands down. Mm. Now it's clearly foam for me. It's one switch. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't crave the pain anymore. I don't crave the bruises and the tenderness and the, <laughs> all the hurt hands and fingers after 8.5. And, you know, my arm got weaker over the years and it just, it, it you I needed more just to throw what I had before and just didn't it just I wasn't I wasn't where I wanted to be in performance wise when it came to 8.5 I, I wasn't there anymore and where with foam I I mean it's all in the wrist it's all in the flick like I don't have to have a super strong arm to throw one of these balls you know with a little movement or even with a little speed on it so it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's easier for me now, so I like it better. Oh, that's fair. <clears throat> and um, I know you mentioned playing for uh, Team Mexico. Um, how many how many times have you represented them, and what was that experience like the first time you put on the jersey? Three years. I uh, I represented for three years. Uh, honestly, it was, it was amazing. It was kind of funny how the whole thing went, because I had asked the prior year, I had asked Serge, like, hey, what is it? Like, I want to try out for the team. What's the criteria? And I think he just kind of laughed it off and didn't think I was being honest. To be honest, I don't think he thought I was Mexican. No, most people don't, you know? <laughs> you know, without knowing the last name, like, he's just like, yeah, he's just some white boy, you know? And um, I did. I, I remember because he came to me, because this was when I was running Phoenix Dodgeball. He came to me and was like, hey, do you mind posting something you know, on your website or in whatever you guys use to just kind of promote that we're looking for players for Team Mexico. And I'm all like, yeah, I'm interested. And he just, yeah, kind of just 
shrugged me off. And so I didn't pursue it. So, you know, I posted the whole thing and then a whole year goes by and he comes to me again with it. And I'm like, hey, I'm I I am interested. And then I think now he heard it twice. He's like, wait, you're serious? And I'm like, and I'm like, what what does it take to be on this team? He's like, well, first of all, you got to be Mexican. You know, I'm like, I am, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my dad was born in Colima, Mexico. Does You know, I'm first generation like Mexican. And he's all like. Well, if you can prove it with the birth certificate, then yeah, you can be on the team if you if you are good enough to make it through tryouts. So yeah, I I drove I I I got a hold of my dad and was like, hey, you got a copy of that birth certificate I can send in? And he's like, sure, yeah. So I did everything right, and uh, they had a tryout in Rosarito, Mexico, and I went down there, and I'd only been playing foam for maybe maybe a year, probably less than a year. And I was still learning everything about it. But when I went to this tryout, I don't know what it was, adrenaline, heart, whatever. I played pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, was that you played what? I played awesome. It was I oh, played okay. probably some of the best dodgeball I was, I'd ever played, you know, especially foam. And I just I remember like the, a bunch of guys came out that weren't trying out for the team. Like Isidro was there. Um, oh, and he might have been the only like big name but there was a couple other people that came out that just um you know helped us out and uh and i remember catching him uh like pretty quickly right in the beginning and was like oh okay so it's like this this is this is all right <laughs> and uh and then there was another time where i think i i was like a 1v3 and i won that game against armando and a couple others <laughs> and i remember andy walking over to me and saying hey i didn't know you played foam and i looked at him I'm like me neither <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning this too. <laughs> but being on the team, being on the team was great. Like, um, you know, it, it, it does. You could call those guys your brothers. Like, you you grow that kind of chemistry and bond with them. And and the way Serge ran the team, like we always stayed in the same place. Like, if it wasn't his house, he was opening it up to us. You know, we'd get a Airbnb or something like that, and we'd all be in the same house. Like, he didn't let us go get different rooms and go different places it was your this is your sleeping buddy sometimes we're sharing beds it was like you need to you know this is these are your brothers and you need to treat them like that mm. so he, he pretty much ran like a boot camp kind of yeah yeah if you know serge <laughs> that's exactly what he did <laughs> well, I, I mean i know serge i know i know the rise model so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds was, it like he no pretty much ran that it was no different <laughs> it was like the rise model, but in Spanish. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, what year was that when you made your uh, international debut? Jeez, uh, would that, that have been Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. So, what, 2018? 2017? No, 2017. 2017. 2017. Yeah, 2017. 2018 was literally 30 minutes away from where I live in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. You go up to Toronto. Um, and what was that like? Now that you went through the surge boot camp and you know you pretty much shared a bed or two, what was that like um, going to Canada and and playing was, against the world's was, finest? It was it was breathtaking. Like it was cool. Like I was I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, would I've ever come here without this? Like, no, this is this is awesome. Not only am I doing that, I'm representing my country, and like this is just amazing. On top of that, my wife's there too because she's Team USA. 
she just made the team that year. Um, so we get to experience that together. Uh, we get, you know, we get to the Toronto was beautiful. The, the gym, everything was beautiful there. Uh, mm. everything was round. Well, I loved the whole, the whole setup was perfect. Uh, you know, seeing all these other countries coming out and me, this being my first tournament with these guys, I had absolutely no idea what to expect from these teams other than hearing what other people have said about these teams. I'm just, yeah, you know, we watched a little video, but that, you know, that only, that only takes you so far to actually be there and seeing it and, and being involved in it is like totally different. The first time playing against Malaysia, you know, hearing the things you hear and you're just like, holy crap, they are like little frogs jumping over each other. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> little frogs jumping over each other. <laughs> that is epic. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned it, Katie, Katie made Team USA the same year you made Team Mexico? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I feel really bad, but I kind of like talked her into coming to the USA men's tryout. Uh, Cause I don't know if, I don't remember if the, she wasn't going to be able to make the women's tryout and, or they were just doing video or something. So I talked to her and I was just going to get more phone practice and I had already pretty much committed to Mexico. So I was just there to, to get more experience stuff. And I had talked her into coming in and trying out there as well. And, uh, you know, we're doing just regular drills. And then we do these 2v2. Um, we do this 2v2 tournament inside these small racquetball clubs. And I remember that. Up with a random. Yeah. And uh, I think she's into like her third or fourth match. And boom, breaks her pinky or ring finger. Ooh. Yeah, so she's she. I think it, uh, Brandon, Brandon something. I think uh, right off the rush because you start with one and then one's in the middle. He pulls back and just whips it at her. She had just thrown her ball, so she's bringing her hands down and pop hits her right in the right in the finger as her fingers are fully extended straight. Mm. Uh, she goes to she goes to urgent care and yeah, there's like this 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 shattered. And then now I'm like, oh crap, I. Her only option, her only chance of making this team now, and I think I kind of ruined it for her. <laughs> um, but no, they, you know, they talked about it, and they, they said, well, if your recovery is fine, then yeah, you, we want you on the team. And so she was on the team too, and and that was that was freaking awesome. <laughs> I think I actually remember that. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember that because I was in the next, I was in the next gym playing against Eric Jones. And yeah, I don't remember if I saw. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw um, Katie that day or whatever because I think it showed up kind of late. But I remember hearing, "Oh, someone shattered their either their pinky or their hand or something in yeah. the next court." And I, 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 I guess it was her. I, I never knew it was her at the time. Yeah. Wow. Shattered that ring finger. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you had to hear about that for a while. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes and no. She, I don't think she blames me, but well, I mean, she definitely gives me the squinty eye when I talk about it. <laughs> She'll definitely <laughs> give you the squinty eye when she hears about it this time. Uh, <laughs> so, obviously, Canada was um, eye-opening for you. What about L.A.? What, what was the experience like there? Oh, so, yeah, so we were in Hollywood, 
you know, I, I, I've seen it. I've been there. It wasn't as like elevating. It was also California where I grew up. So I wasn't, it wasn't like, Ooh, I'm in a place I've never been before. Like I've been to Hollywood a hundred times. So I don't have, I didn't have that, like, uh, uh, the nerves and all of that. And I, I think, I think I played better that tournament. I was more, you know, more focused and, you know, the job ahead. And mm. I, I feel like I played a, a bigger part too. And I also trained a ton, uh, that whole year after Canada. Cause I was out of shape. I was in some of the worst shape of my life at that time. I was like 215 pounds just not in any good shape by the time we came around to the tournament in in uh in in hollywood i was at like 196 195 back to oh, where wow. i wanted to be i'd lost like 20 pounds i was running like crazy on top of you know the you know surge pushing us to do that like he you know he would have us he had us like uh, download the map my run app and a bunch of other things to kind of show that you're actually doing stuff and, and, and working out and, and doing all these, uh, you know, cardio exercises. But yeah, I, I went a, l- a little harder than I was, you know, I was told to just because I, I felt it. I wasn't in the shape I should have been. And so I, I brought more to the table in the next round. And I, I don't know, it may have showed up. I think it did, especially against some of the harder teams. Like, I think I played pretty good against Canada. Um, I, I don't think anybody played good against USA. We got our, we got mopped <laughs> against them. I think I think everybody went in there just wanting to have fun to play against you know USA because we know all those guys and it was like oh yeah let's just have a good time because we had a good time in Canada against that team and then you know the team that was that was brought to to Vegas was a completely different team and you know they were who we knew they were. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said that? Who said that? Uh, uh, Somebody, there was a coach that it said it. Football coach for the it was football coach for the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Ah, what's his name? Um, no, Bruce, not Bruce Arians. No, it wasn't Bruce Arians. No. They are who we thought it was. Was it Darren Green, Donald Green, <laughs> something like that? It was Coach Green. I remember that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, I think yeah, you're on it. it. It was Coach Green. I don't know the first name, but he he said that. And this for the people yeah. at home. There's this. This viral meme from like I want to say 2004, 2005, of this coach who lose um, from the Arizona Cardinals and they lost to the Chicago Bears, I believe it was. Uh-huh. And he says they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We don't know what that means, <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> like, oh, what is it like playing rise? They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Exactly. What? What does that mean, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Like what? And the Chicago Bears, I think, go on to would go on to the Super Bowl that year and lose to the the Colts. But I just yep, remember hearing yep. that phrase over and over as he's slapping the podium, really mad. What does that mean, <laughs> sir? What? That's exactly yeah. how I feel about playing <laughs> Vegas or in, in uh, Hollywood. Did you slap the podium? Or did you, oh, uh, a few times. A few times. Wait, did I hear you said it earlier? Um, you grew up in California. Yeah, I'm a I'm Anaheim native. I moved out. Okay, that doesn't count. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll just play. I'll just play. It's a little playful banter right there. But uh, yeah, Orange County is like its own state yeah. as far as I'm uh-huh. concerned. 
<laughs> so we don't even have a baseball team because even LA took that. That is true. Um, <laughs> that that is true. You guys still have the Ducks. Yeah, well, I'm proud of it too. That's <laughs> <laughs> one thing you guys have. You have the Ducks in Disneyland. That's what you have. Yeah, but it's not Disney World. Have you been to Disney World? Nope. Okay, well then you can't really compare it to something you've ever been to. Well, I see pictures, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you like I'm talking to my nieces. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> moving on. So <laughs> obviously, you're more focused in the LA world, and being in LA, you're not really starstruck by anything you've seen. Right. Um, right. Now you're essentially playing on home turf. You're playing in Cancun. What's yeah. that like? What's that presentation? Uh, that one stressful. Uh, just because now we're the hosting team, so we had a, not only did we have to really focus on trying to make this venue perfect for everyone, or at least suitable for everyone, but you know also focus on getting our game right. And it was it was it was difficult, especially the first couple days because the floors weren't what we expected, and there was a lot of things that needed to be cleaned up and fixed to put in place so people can sit. And the teams had you know some kind of place for their stuff, and we were responsible for doing all of that. So the first day or two, even when we had uh, you know our hour or hour and a half to do our practices and training, we were mainly focused on fixing the gym. Um, wow. struggled a little bit on the shuttles and stuff. Uh, things were supposed to be there and they weren't, so we had to find our own means of transportation sometimes. Um, so that was that was a little frustrating. But besides that, it was it was it was beautiful because yeah, here I am in Mexico, and we're doing we're doing it. You know, there's we were walking out with these kids who were like looking up to us, actually asking for our autographs because, you know, we're these professional dodgeball players. And that was very heartwarming and, 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 you know, put a smile on everybody's face. And, and it was, it was good. We had the introduction that, you know, it was going to be, you know, there was going to be cloth next time. And so we got to show the world how to do that. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was, that was a good experience. Um, the tournament was a good experience, uh, but I do have a little bit of mixed feelings for that whole that whole trip. To be honest with you, as far as like things that were supposed to happen that didn't happen, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, I, pretty much. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I mean, if you're going to the world stage, and this is something I know because I you know I helped set up the ones in L.A. None of the athletes were there. Maybe one or two. It was pretty yeah, much entirely yeah. volunteer-driven. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see how you would feel mixed on that end. Um, nobody ever said that there were kids there asking you for your autograph. I, I've interviewed a few yeah, we, of the Mexican they, they players. A, yeah, they had a little kid. They had kids playing out there. They did a little session, like a halftime, and kids came out and played dodgeball for a little bit. And then uh, when we went to backstage, because we, were, we had a match directly right after that, uh, we were in the hallways waiting for our turn to go in, and the kids come by, and they're like, can you sign my shirt? <laughs> they had markers oh. with them and everything, and I was like, all right, so this is how it feels. I finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give them any uh, Alliance trading cards or none? No, no uh, Tony Sanchez? 
rookie cards. I wish. That would be cool. <laughs> I mean, if you had known then, yeah, you probably would have made a few of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, how, how did it feel watching Katie win gold? Oh, uh, amazing. Amazing. I'm her biggest cheerleader. I'm screaming, running up and down the courts. It's, I've seen I footage of that, that, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's what I do. I've seen, I've seen footage of that, of this tall, kind of lanky dude just running up and down, just cheering. I'm like, he has like a, a lined-up mustache. I'm like, that has to be Tony. <laughs> that has to be Tony. With the spiky hair and everything. You know, oh, that's yeah, the one thing. <laughs> you don't have spiky hair no more? No, no, I do not. I mean, it's short, but I, I comb it now. It's long enough to comb. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I've always known. I've, every time I've seen you, I've always seen you with the Bart Simpson. You're the Mexican Bart Simpson. You just That's have the spiky. <laughs> you have the spiky hair and everything. Um, yeah. You, you kind of remind me of. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this old picture, but of Jim from Rise when he had those yellow frosted tips. He had spiky hair. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Yours okay, wasn't yeah. frosted though. Uh, but they were when I was in high school. <laughs> okay. All right, first off, my tips. <laughs> what was the deal with that? What, what was know. it? <laughs> crazy fad. You know, I can't talk because when I was younger, I used to wear the bag. We used to wear the baggiest clothes. I, I used to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> we're showing our age real bad. Oh um, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> I'll be thirty-five this year. Um. Man, uh, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, a few things um, before we continue the crowdsource questions. All right. Um, what sport did you uh, play growing up? You said you played softball, right? I played baseball. Uh, I started with, like, coach pitch uh, when I was about six. Uh, went into playing peanuts and then uh, peanut league and, like, Wayne Park. Um and then uh, I did, and then I played baseball. I did a lot of track, uh, like long, long distance, like cross country. But yeah, baseball was my jam. That's what that's what I played. Uh, oh, I you tried. did track too. Yeah, I did track. I ran, I ran uh, just cross country a little bit. Hmm. But uh, I, I tried to play football. I think my sophomore year in high school, I didn't grow until my junior senior like summer. So I was, you know, five five, one hundred and thirty five pounds, and I'm out there trying to play football with these, you know, mammoths, and I was just getting wrecked. You know, I was fast. Uh, you know, I was I was a wide receiver, and just you know, I go up for a couch and just get plowed, and and uh, that wasn't fun. No. So I I finished out that season, and then uh, called it called it called it a day. So now I'll, I'll just stick with my non-contact sport, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say baseball is a non-contact sport. I mean, sometimes yeah, you can yeah. get hit with a uh, you know a line drive in the throat or something. Or sometimes if you're sliding in home base, sometimes you get cleated or shouldered. I've seen some yeah, collisions yeah, in baseball. That's pretty rare. Okay, maybe not in like park leagues, but I've seen it in yeah, the majors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Then uh, that was that was it. Just that I I was too short for basketball. I never even tried. Can you at least make a free throw? Yeah. Then my junior, my junior senior, between my junior senior year, that whole three months, I grew six inches. So before you knew it, I was six one. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, still like 135 pounds, though. I literally just stretched straight up. No, nowhere else. <laughs> I didn't put on any weight till I was almost 30. Probably later than 30. You sound like me, then. <laughs> yeah. When I was in high school, up until, oh, kind of like you, up until uh, senior year, I was like uh, five, four, five, five, and then by you know by the start of senior year, I should say, I was five ten and five ten, five ten and a half, and I was like, you know, I shot up really high. I might actually be in the NBA. Look how you're shooting up that. I'm like, nope, that's where genetics said, nope, you're done. We're just gonna <laughs> give you this. You're done right here, sir. Five, five, ten and a half, maybe five eleven on a good day. You're done right here. Yeah. You're not touching six feet. You're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I guess you, you and I are victims of uh, being teased genetically, where we thought we could be. Well, I mean, you're taller than six feet. You're taller I'm than six me. Two, yeah. Yeah, you're six two. So I'm jealous of that. Because um, even though I'm not short, I feel short. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're average. Brown now, yeah. you're you're about average now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, talk to me in high school, and it would have been like, oh, we're gonna put you at center. No, don't yeah, put me yeah. in center. Please don't put me at center. <laughs> let me be a, let me be a shooting guard. Uh, so who would you say your uh, role models are in dodgeball and role models growing up? Role models in dodgeball, <laughs> or just people you respect overall i mean i was always one of the older guys so i was like i'm the one everyone should be looking up to you know <laughs> <laughs> you want to be like me when you grow up um no uh I don't, it just you know the people that you know keep coming in and out all the time the, the guys that don't cheat you know i don't want to throw names Word. out there but you know the guys that that play hard and and, and just are out there to have fun and to do it well and what about people growing up Oh, well, I, uh, I looked up to my dad. He was very sport oriented. He played, he played Mexico for the Morelia Monarchs when he was growing up. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And then, um, he, you know, continued to play soccer when he moved down here, just the, the, you know, recreational parks and he even played basketball for a little bit and he's not very tall. He's like five, seven. I don't know where <laughs> I came from. Um, but he would play basketball and I tease him because he'd only make a basket or two or something but yeah definitely my dad my mom always encouraged me so those are definitely you know people I looked up to to you know push me along my dad especially yeah he pushed me he pushed me pretty good to to stay active and in sports he was always out there no matter how busy he was he found time to you know hit some balls at me or take me to the park and, and do it you know do anything that's cool, man. That's really cool. Now, um, this is a new question I started asking people. So who is your rival on the court, whether it be an individual or a team you always see on the tournament that you know you have to be on your A-game for? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why that laugh just got me. <laughs> uh, uh, if I had to say a team, I, they're not around anymore, but it was definitely gridlock. Gridlock was the team that we always had to beat. We were they. Gridlock was literally the California Alliance because they were just 
is unpredictable and like could you know totally bomb the the uh, the you know the round robin, but then come in solid during bracket or something or vice versa. Yeah. You know, and that's what I felt like our team was, and it, it did. It, it came down to one of us like having to beat each other to get to you know the semis or something all the time. Mm. So yeah, the gridlock hands down would be uh, my rival team. What about a rival player? Like, is there anyone that you personally want to always try to like be on your A game for? Oh, I mean, anybody good. You know, you always want to play your best against somebody good. You know, like the Ketchums or the Chads or you know the Allens, any of those guys. Any you know, Team Rise themselves. You always want to try and yeah. Your best against somebody like that. It's funny you mentioned that because any all the interviews I've had uh, with Arizona people, yeah, they always yeah. mentioned either Team Evil or Rise. Yeah, like there was yeah. something about Rise that put everyone on Arizona on notice. That whenever you saw them at a either Grand Canyon State Games or whatever tournament you guys might have held um, outside of that. You wanted to make sure they weren't taking your medals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, because when it, when it came up, when you know Grand Canyon State, like, you know, we 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 held it down, and then all of a sudden, California started to come up and out, and you know, you had you had Syndicate that came out, you know, with 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 the, uh, and they were recruiting our guys, and so then they were coming in with you know Ben Snyder on their team and you know, other people on their team and, and, and it was just like, Hey, wait a minute. Those are our guys. And then they would come in and start winning, but you know, and then, you know, and then they finally emerged and created doom and, and doom was, you know, unbelievably good. Like they had, you know, all the thoroughbreds on their team basically, but you know, for whatever reason, they felt beatable, but rise was so smart and patient. Like they were the ones that you wanted to be, even if they weren't, you still wanted to beat them because they yeah. played they played dodgeball, I feel, the way it should have been. Maybe boring to be on TV, but it was smart. They used plays. It was well-driven dodgeball. Yeah. 100% agreed. Uh, anytime I play against Rice, like, there's a level of respect, but there's a level of, I just want to punch this team in the face. Like, I, <laughs> like I want to beat them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. to beat them because I respect them so much. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you're yeah. starstruck and like, oh, I'm going to just let them roll over me because of who they are. Like, no. Like, yeah. no, I want to punch you in the face and, and earn your respect too. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I would have to agree. Like, their style, I guess more so to you guys at the time, might have been boring, but it was drilled and fundamentally sound. And that, has to be respected i mean even still like let's say if you know when we resume playing now i still have them listed in my top four to finish in the west easy and, and until until something catastrophic happens until tim jim and serge retire as long as that rise brand is still around like they're they're always going to have that top four nod in my book yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so before we go into the crowdsource questions, um, I wanted to ask you: Did you have a pregame ritual before a tournament? <laughs> Besides parking lot pimping, What's uh, parking uh, lot pimping. <laughs> 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 You're married, sir. 
parking lot pimp. I like that. <laughs> okay, explain it to a, to the people at home. What does that mean? Well, you just you pregame. We the you know if, if you knew Alliance, like we went out in the parking lot and just drank. We got we got we got Luke's. That was our pregame <laughs> ritual. We would go out there and ice somebody so somebody had to take a, a smear off or something and just loosen up and get wild. <laughs> I think I heard this in Katie's interview. Uh, she always said uh, her chant was get juicy. Oh, yeah. Make it real enough and juicy. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned uh, mentioned uh, parking lot pimping because Eric Jones <laughs> is like the king of that. But oh, he's yeah. never, to my knowledge, has never played on Alliance. No, he hasn't, but I played with him, and I brought it along. Okay, fair enough. Cool. So you're the innovator of what we have with Eric Jones? Or was it, like, mutual? He had his own. I just brought a little. <laughs> okay, parking lot pimping. I like it. All right, so while you're parking lot pimping, what's, all right, the next question is, um, what's the uh, what's your playlist, pregame playlist looking like? Oh, it changes all the time. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really use music to wild me up. Like, I just got in there and, you know, snorted some C four and I was ready to go. <laughs> Did you just say snorted C four? <laughs> let me just let me, before we continue. The Dodgeball Podcast does not endorse snorting C four. Yeah, don't try this at home, kid. Don't, don't ever, don't. He's trolling me. Don't do that. I'm letting the kids know. Whoever's listening, don't do that. C four is an American. <laughs> It's not in anywhere else, but it's an American pre-workout formula that one scoop. Huh? The next TikTok sensation. Yeah, you, you don't know. You take one, <laughs> just take a little, like, take a scoop, and you're good for, like, three days. Don't worry about oh, it. Yeah. No, don't do not do not do what he just said. Just He's trolling me. This is just between us. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> parking lot pimping and C4. Got it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so... Before you get into the litany of crowdsource questions um, that you've been blessed with, um, <laughs> I wanted you to I wanted to talk about um, people that were important and people that were close to. Um, like you, I've lost people in the past couple months. Uh, I've lost a friend over the weekend um, in Hawaii, where she currently reside, and I kind of want to use this time. Um, what? Well, I kind of want, you know, I kind of want to use this time to give you the floor to talk about how awesome Tristan Pinier was. Trixie, as a lot of you guys over there call him. Um, so give that man a proper send off. What were the funny yeah, moments man. you had with him? What impact has he left with you? And what should we take from his impact? Oh, well, I mean, he was, he was a, uh, a general on the court, no doubt about it. Like there was nobody else I wanted running my team. Like, you know, he was, he would, he had the most creative ideas. You'd sit there and you're like, where, where'd you pull that from? Like, how could you even <laughs> imagine that even working? And then it goes and works. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, it, 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 and it was crazy. Cause like, he's full of joy, full of laughter, full of jokes. But, like, just stern, you know, RBF on the court, like, it didn't matter. He heckle you while you're in the middle of your throw. He had no fear. It didn't matter. And it just, you know, that that kind of 
I don't that rubbed off onto the rest of the team. And, you know, you had that stern face with him because, you know, he was he wanted to win. He was a competitive, very competitive person. And, it, you know, and but he loved his he loved everybody he played against, too. You know, there wasn't you. And I told that there was one there was one time he was actually upset with somebody. And I was like, you know, this person had to really have done something for him to not like you because I don't know a soul he didn't like. He gave everybody second chances, no matter what. Like, you know, someone could threaten him to go outside in the parking lot or something, and the next day he'd, all right, squashed, we're cool again. And, you know, that was on the court. Off the court, there was, he was just an amazing friend. Uh, one of the first people I kind of started hanging out with was Katie's roommate. Uh, kind of helped me make my move because he called me over and he's like, hey, you want to watch the movie? Sure. I show up, knock on the door. Katie's like, uh, uh, what are you doing here? I'm like, uh, Trix, Trix called me over. <laughs> promise, <laughs> promise. <laughs> and we come over and so she thought what she was doing and watched the movie with us. And, you know, it was a, a foot in the door. And, you know, was, he knew what he was doing. And, yeah, <laughs> he's just an unbelievable person. We've, we've, we've totally lost a, an unbelievable person. So wait a minute. He's responsible for you and Katie eventually getting married. Uh, I mean, he played a good part. I okay, mean, I played my part. <laughs> of course, you played your part. Played a real good part. What What should we take from his legacy? Because I I, I can recall like a handful of times I've actually seen him, and I, it just it just dawned on me. He was a, almost as much of a nerd as I was. He loved oh, Dragon oh, Ball Z. Oh. He loved. <laughs> He loved like old school anime, like Ninja Scroll and stuff like that. And oh, huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Like, his wedding, his wedding, all all the stuff that he he gave to because I was in, I was one of his groomsmen, and so he had us take like the Harry Potter test or something to figure out, <laughs> you know, what what we were, you know, where we what clan you were, what house you were, yeah. yeah. And then he bought us pins to go on our tuxes that had our, our, our class in it. And yeah. Oh, complete nerd. I mean, there's, there was one time this was, this was when I first met him, he would keep his uh, movie ticket stubs in his wallet and his wallet was thick. And I remember I pull him out. We're at bogeys and he pulls them out and he told me something about, Oh, I went and watched, um, Oh, step up three by himself <laughs> by himself by himself so then i'm like real suspect at all his t- i'm like let me see your tickets dude i want to see your ticket what have you been watching so i pulled a stack of tickets out of his wallet and i just start flipping through i find the ticket first step up three and i set it aside i keep going boom there's another one in imax step up three I keep going, <laughs> running through them. I mean, there's other suspect movies in here. I'm like, what? You watch this? And 60% of the maybe more are just him going by himself. He had no shame. And it was beautiful that he yeah. had no shame. Because, like, you know, most people wouldn't do something like that. They they sit there and they're self-conscious or, oh, somebody's going to look at me funny because I'm running here by myself or something. And he was just like, no, I'm going to do me. And I don't give a shit. And I, I found a third sub for Step Up 3 in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this movie wasn't that good. Dude, what? 
to watch it once, but three times in IMAX and 3D. And he just looked at me he's like, it was good, baby. It was good. <laughs> I okay. I didn't know about the step up. Oh yeah. I yeah. actually he he's like, oh it's the funny. rain comes down. And, oh he loved it. <laughs> Cause Ali knew him for like the anime and oh, no, also no, no. you got served. Oh, like okay, I know okay. he lo- I know he loved you got served. Uh-huh. But so I only had like a handful of interactions with him. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. He was something else, man. It was one of a kind. A true a true gentleman and a, a true pioneer. And that, so oh, wait, hold on. What pin did you get? Do you remember? Uh, I was I was uh I'm not that big of a nerd on Harry Potter, but whatever uh Harry Potter was in. Oh, I just blanked. I think I know what it is. I think you were Gryffindor. All right. Um the lion, right? Yeah. The okay. lion. It's just a, it's like a shield with like the lion in the back and then it's yeah. Gryffindor on like a ribbon underneath it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you're a loyal one. Um, <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hopefully to whoever hears this, um, if this did Tristan any justice, not at all. I'm honored for it. There's, there's nothing I can say that would do him justice because he was just unbelievably amazing. My words don't even come close to what he was you know some would say that we we lost someone great but safe to assume that his legacy of positivity and just being carefree should be permeated so in essence he's not really lost no not not in the slightest so for anyone who's listening uh, whether you know tristan whether you're a relative he meant a lot a lot of things to a lot of people and this story will only permeate that so his legacy will live on and not be forgotten. So with that, let's go into some of these crowdsource questions. Um, uh, Let me load up my thing. Rogelio Sanchez, do you have any plan or do you have any future plans for dodgeball after retiring coaching? Have you thought about coaching? Um, I, I honestly, I have, I don't know how much I can bring to the table though, because, well, I don't know. I guess I can. Uh, I, I I feel like I was on the court. I was more of a grunt, you know, just count, point and shoot, you know, kind of thing. Like, tell me what to do. I'll go do it. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't on the court. I, I'm not much of a strategic player. I just, okay, I want to get that guy out. Let's make sure I get that guy out kind of thing. It's not like, okay, well, let's do this first and let's do that first. Like, even when I'm, like, playing in league and, you know, people are looking at me as the team captain. Like I have a real hard time of grouping people together and come and say, okay, you two do this or me too. You do that. I'm usually just on the corner saying, Hey, why don't you two talk? <laughs> so, but I do find myself once I'm out on the sidelines, seeing from the outside in, like coming up with ideas. So I, I, there's possibilities. If somebody wanted to scoop me up for that. I do it. I think he wants you to do that for Mexico. That's why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We can negotiate and, a contract. <laughs> okay. All right. The, the seed has been planted, man. Um, Hooch, softball or dodgeball? Can only pick one. Uh, I think that's pretty easy. I'd totally say a dodgeball. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I would have started at a younger age. Like, I was 28 when I first started. 
Oof. And I had already injured my shoulder like two years prior to that, just playing, you know, playing outfield. I played third base almost all my life when I was younger. And then I got put in the outfield because when I came to play softball, there's no grass in the infield. And third base is a completely different monster. And I couldn't play it. I didn't know what to do. Mm. So they put me into the outfield and I hurt my shoulder. I was still throwing the ball in like I was at third base and I just hurt something. It just tingled every time I would throw. I lost all my velocity. I lost distance. I lost everything. Um, but outside of that, like, yeah, dodgeball is unique. You know, softball is softball. You see it on TV. It's baseball. You see it. It's everywhere. Anyone can do it almost. Dodgeball mm -hmm. is so unique. There's, you know, like I said earlier, there's a special kind of person that, you know, you have to be to, to enjoy the game and, the friendships that are made from this is I think stronger than the friendships I've made in softball. Um, just because, you know, you're that kind of person. And I mean, it's just, that's important to me. You know, I've, I've come away with a lot of really good friends. Like I can say my wedding was amazing because 45 of them were dodgeball people and it was awesome. Oh, wow. So yeah, I would totally pick dodgeball or softball. Uh, Dan Chamberlain, how did your adoption process go for Gage Young? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the process, the process was easy to be honest, but uh, my first impression was a little uh, shaded because uh, this was before Gage had a car, and uh, he would come out to the open gyms. Just you know, somebody would drop him off, and then he would look for someone to give him a ride and i happen to be one of the last guys out of there helping you know clean up and putting you know nets away or something and he like talked me into it and one of the weeks that katie had come out too so i was like all right well where we gotta go and he tells me well it's just to peoria and i'm thinking okay peoria 10 miles the wrong direction from i'm like whatever that's fine let's go so we hop in the car we drive out and I don't navigate it yet. I'm letting him tell me where to go. And then he starts giving me a little bit of directions. And I'm like, this sounds a lot further than I'm expecting. So at like a red light, I type in the address. And it's like 20-something miles away. I'm like, Peoria's this big? And so <laughs> it was like he tricked me in a way. But I don't know. And I just remember the drive home was like almost an hour. And... I just, I just, the, the, the conversation Katie and I had together on the way back was like, we both got, we both got tricked in that one, didn't we? We both got tricked. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that would be the process. But to be honest with you, I think it's one of the best things that's happened. You know, he's a, he's, he's, he's a great kid. You know, he's got a big heart. And I think he loves dodgeball more than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. Um, I remember taking him to the first tournament, uh, 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 like a travel tournament. It was uh, Tyler's, uh, uh, the, uh, the Tribune, the Tribune for Invitational. And this was right uh, right after uh, Arsenal had decided to part ways with me. Um, but Tyler still sent me the invitation because I think he thought I was still in Arsenal. And so I talked to him and I was like, hey, I got this group of kids that I want to bring out to this. And I really think they'd they'd be competitive and I want to bring them out. And he was a little on the fence about it. And I really, 
I really talk these guys up. I'm like, I really, I really want to bring these guys. And he's like, all right, you know, as long as they're competitive, don't bring some, you know, don't bring some rec league team. I'm like, no, these guys all will be playing tournament eventually within the next year. So he was one of the kids that was in it. And this ended up turning into a nightmare because half of the team basically got injured or had something happen. Justin Acton got sick. And it was, it was kind of a nightmare. I was literally scrounging for a guy on the way there. And I luckily landed Chris O'Brien, which was a, a godsend because he was perfect in the corner as a lefty. Mm. And, uh, but he came out and I just remember him like walking around the gym uh, and just like being in, like he was starstruck. He was looking at everybody and was just like jaw down, like, oh my God. And then he's like mumbling little things to me, like, I know him, like that's 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 this guy, and that's that guy, and that's this guy. Because he would just watch dodgeball videos over over and over and over again and just watching all these people. And so when he finally got there and saw them, it was like, yeah, he was like at a, a you know, just like in some kind of dream of some sort. And it was <laughs> super cute, but kind of creepy at the same time. <laughs> 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 but i mean it was it's who he is you know that's how much he loves dodgeball he looks up to everybody and now, now he's amazing and i would be surprised if he isn't on team usa this year. word um he's a little bit of a pest by the way um <laughs> I, i'd say that with all the love in the world i interviewed him last year and uh yeah that's all i gotta say about that so <laughs> Uh, love you, Gage. Um, Dylan Clark Odin, you get one resurgence of an OG Arizona team in their prime. Which team are you bringing to the USA Premier Circuit? Oh, man, there's so many. I mean, they go back before my time even. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, it, my answer is going to be biased and be say, you know, Alliance because that team was pretty solid in their prime. You know, not like they didn't have the all-stars and, you know, the unbelievable arms and the, the unbelievable. Well, they did have pretty solid catchers. Like I give them that, like you put Tristan out there and Marvin and Rob Mata, those three guys, he, you know, you, you would get out on purpose just so he can catch you back in. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, you know, you had Jill man in the other corner and you had Travis and then me coming in every once in a while. It's like that team was stupid good like literally stupid good <laughs> like we didn't know what we were doing half the time and that's what made us so that's what made us good it's because we were unpredictable you know and, and it depend on how much parking lot pimping we did beforehand parking lot pimping i like that if, but if if i'm not being biased I would say either Rampage or Team Evil, which is technically the same team. <laughs> technically. technically. Um, so you're going to have to explain this. Katie Sanchez tagged Dylan, Dylan Clark Odin and put a bunch of watermelons in there? Watermelon oh, emojis? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's juicy, baby. That's keeping it juicy. Oh, that's okay, our okay. our last logo. You know what? Wait, that's not the – is it? The logo no, is a I bunch of watermelons. We have a tank top that says "Make it real juicy," and it's a watermelon on it. So yeah, kind of. Oh wait, you guys have a tank top? Logo. Oh okay, all right, fair enough. I was like, "What's her deal with watermelons?" Okay. Um, 
Gage Young, best favorite tourney you've been to, most memorable moment of, of dodgeball? Ooh, that's three questions. <laughs> He's your son. He's going to oh. pester you about this. I know. I get it. I get it. All right. I'll start with the uh, best tournament. Uh, best tournament would clearly be any elite nationals. Just the, you know, the amount of teams that it brought out, the amount of competition and, uh, un, you know, great, great teams. It, you, that, there's nothing compared. And then on top of that, you're going to different regions, you know, the Boston, Minnesota, I've been to Portland, I've been to New Orleans, I've been to so many places now that I would have never gone to before. That's a bonus. And mm. there's, there's nothing better. Nothing. Uh, favorite tournament would have to be our very own sand tournament that we used to hold uh, here at Kiwanis. We would have kegs lined up on the outside of the volleyball courts. We'd have a hot box tent that I'd put up for everybody. And it was just, it was just a, a lot of, a lot of fun. Everyone was just, you just knew it was a fun tourney, like still competitive, but not like I'm going to take your head off competitive. It was just fun. Rain or shine. We played one time pouring rain. We're standing in jackets and under anything. And then you're out there playing in this rain, trying to figure out how to throw a wet, sandy, no sting ball. And it was amazing. <laughs> And uh, memorable moments, I guess, man, I mean, two, two crosses in my mind. So okay. I'm going to say both of them. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, first one is one you probably uh, mentioned is uh, we were down in, well, you didn't mention it exactly, but me being a, a, a cheerleader is watching <laughs> Katie uh, win uh, the showdown in New Orleans. That was yes. incredible to me. Just just awesome. And then she was down like two to two to nothing in one round and then came back and won it. And just to be I was I mean, I was total I was I was a groupie. I was screaming, that's my wife. <laughs> jumping up and down, just fist, fist pumping, just oh my gosh. And then and then she gets the beast mode uh MVP female award. And says a very drunkenly speech afterwards. And it was just a, a combined amazing memory that I'll never forget. Moe's speech. Um, oh, huh? what speech? Yeah, the Beast Mode speech. Oh, she was just hammered. We were just <laughs> down the road getting all kinds of just liquored up. And we came back and I, I she had some... You know, good things to say, but it it, it went a little long. Uh, she was a lot of good things about women in dodgeball and, you know, pretty much representing, you know, that part of it. But, yeah, it, it did it did linger on a little bit. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, something you said that uh, I wanted to catch. You said you had a hot box tent in oh, yeah. Kiwana? Oh yeah, just I'm a, definitely gonna go to Kiwanis for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was just a netted tent with like a little. The top part was mesh or not mesh, but like almost like that polyester that you know kind of breathes a little bit, but the rest of it was netted. So you just you know people would be in there 
taking a hit and walking out or whatever. And then if you stood up in it, you were just in the clouds. I like that. I'm going to go. What, what's the name of the place? Kiwanis? Kiwanis, yeah. Okay, I'm first. I'm gonna learn how to spell that, and then I'm gonna fly <laughs> over there. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that's what we're we gonna do. Well, now you talk about we, that's that's the one thing we've been talking about in Cactus Dodgeball is bringing that tournament back because I think it was a lot of fun. I think, I mean, I think the a lot of the Cali people came for that one because I think they felt the same. I thought, I think they thought it was a lot of fun. I think. Oh, I'm down. Definitely I'm down. Bring it back. <laughs> I'm down. Y'all can see me in the tent if I'm not playing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Katie Sanchez, she asked a a few questions here, so we'll we'll break it down. What's the best dodgeball you've ever played? Uh, I mean, you kind of hinted at the Mexico tryouts, but was there something else? Yeah, I can say, yeah, I I had the pleasure to fill in on Rise for one tournament in Long Beach. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, so this was a funny tournament because Tim is right hand, so he was in a cast and doing everything left-handed. We didn't have Chris Bell uh, for almost any of the round robin. Uh, I was filling in for Chad because his dog had gotten sick and he had decided to stay home with it. Mm. And. Um, I think that, and then, so yeah, so it was just, it was, it was Tim, Serge, me, Jim, and Alan. It was just five of us for the first half of, or almost all of round robin. Chris Bell shows up and, um, you know, we do, we, you know, we, now we have our five, uh, our six, uh, but playing with a team like that, like, you they bring the best out of you like just because like he's you know the respect and then here yeah. i am getting that chance to play with them as well like the, the just the you're trying to do your best because you know you're playing for one of the best teams in the nation and then they find a place for you eventually like first couple games it was a little rough like i think i was trying to do too much you know we're down a man so it's like okay well i need to do more i need to prove to these guys that i'm worthy to be here and it turns out the less I did, the better, because I just started catching like crazy. I just mm-hmm. stood back, and waited, waited. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to throw at him first to kind of cushion the, the cushion the cue, basically. Because, you know, you look at that lineup, I'm clearly the worst player out there. Like, let's cushion the – and then they'd be throwing solos or something, or I'd take one with me while I'm going out. And I played probably the best dodgeball I ever did playing with him because I wasn't – a lot of the teams I played for, I felt like I had to do a lot. I felt mm. like I was the front runner on the team. So I was like, okay, well, I need to really get these people out for these, you know, and do all this stuff. And then it turns out like, no, I can do work just sitting back and, and making catches and, and playing my role and, and, and doing what's asked of me when I'm being asked, you know, to throw together with somebody. I, I think that was, that might've been something. I mean, we took, we took third place. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. A man down. Against man Tyson. down, yeah, and Tim with a, and, and Tim with a with, yeah, with a broken hand, and we, yeah, we won against Crisis, uh, you know, without Ketchum, but I mean that team's still unbelievable. Yeah, you know that's uh, I don't know. I felt like I played a good part. <laughs> oh, he definitely did. Um, I wasn't there at the tournament, but when I heard uh, Tim had a broken hand, he was playing left-handed. I was like, all right, I got to see this. <laughs> and somebody. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. bad. It really wasn't it bad. Was accurate. 
it was accurate and doing sidearm and everything stayed low, so it was really hard to catch. It was just like there, there was a, somebody had a clipped a game of him like I think it was like him, uh, Tim, and four other players. And, you know, he was blocking, side-arming left hand, and he took out whatever team that was. I can't recall. I'm like, okay, Tim, all right. Yeah. This OG knows what he's doing. Oh, he's, uh-huh. showing, me. he's showing out for these kids. I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, see that's another reason. I respect him, but, you know, you want to punch him in the face. You want to beat him. Uh, <laughs> left-handed, right-handed. He could have four hands like Goro. Doesn't matter. You got to beat him. Um, <laughs> second question, what's your most memorable dodgeball play? Uh, memorable dodgeball play. I feel like she knows the answer to this. I think she wants you to say I, whatever. I, it is. I know the answer to this too. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll probably get the the point and the newlyweds game if we were playing. Um, <laughs> A newlywed. Oh, that should be the next episode right there. <laughs> um, it would definitely be Grand Canyon State game, and it's I'm playing with Alliance, and we're up against Doom. And uh, it's 1-1, and we're playing best of three. And it's me and Travis against Cole and Tracy. And Travis comes up, and we, we have the burden. Travis comes over. We come into the middle, and he, he looks at me like, hey, all right, we're going to go, and we're going to throw a right. I'm on the right side of the court. He's on the court. Tracy's, on, Tracy's directly in front of Travis, and Cole's in front of me. Mm. Travis comes over. He's like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna go up pump fake once, and then we're gonna throw right." And I'm like, "All right." So we run up there. I'm adrenaline's going. I'm happy. This could be it. I run up there, and we throw, and I throw across court, and he throws across court, and I realized, oh crap, I didn't throw right because I don't know my right and left very good. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally both soloed at probably two of the best catches on that team. And we toe tap both of them. Oh, and we win the game, and we eliminate Doom to go to the championship. And that's not and something you hear about by face check. <laughs> that's not something you hear about. You 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 knocked them out of the semis. No, we, yeah, we knocked them out of the semis, and we end up playing face check in the championship. And they just, I think, they clean us up really was, easy three zero. Jeez, that was what Billy Schmidt. Chris Bell. Billy, Eric, Anthony, Casey, and I think the girls might have been Dawn and um, ooh. Louisa, maybe? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe? I think it was Morrison. Uh, um, um, Carrie Morrison? Yeah, I think it might have been Carrie. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. So you, out of a mistake, it somehow it was like the most memorable play. It was, yeah. And I, we both like it happened, and we and like I was like, <gasps> and then I looked at him, and then we realized we both just hit them, and we just start jumping around <laughs> like idiots. The whole team jumping around like idiots because like that was the championship game to us. Like face, check, yeah. who cares? Who's face check? They've been around for what two tournaments, but whatever. We just beat oh. everyone knows. <laughs> Yeah, whoever. You got 3 0 by them, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who the hell are they? No one remembers that. Wow. I, I remember who they were. Yeah, and that was the first time I met Billy. Billy had on, and I remember Billy had on a face check shirt, but he had uh, 
these Apollo Creed shorts. The boxing shorts uh, from from Rocky. Yeah, he had a, yeah. Apollo Creed. Yeah, he must have been like eighteen or nineteen I at the time. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not disrespecting that team. That team was just stupid good. That's yeah. why we were like, hey, we just beat two. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I just realized with that reference, I am really old. Um, <laughs> I'm naming out old teams that probably five people in the audience will probably figure it out. Uh, all right, so this, she wants you. To, she wants to see the world burn with this question: Who's the worst person or team you've ever had to ref? You know, I, I didn't want to answer this question. All right, we'll skip um, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did have a team in, in place, but it's just because I hadn't ref them very often. But the two times I may have, maybe I just got them at a bad time. But um, I think it was in Austin Nationals. Um, I was refing wrecking balls, and I had the most difficult time getting those guys off the court after they had been hit. Mm. I, but like I said, I, I, they're not in my region. I've only refed them a couple times, but that was probably the one I've ever had to ref. Besides, like, outside of dodgeball organization tournaments, like, I do a lot of outside of stuff, like, reality, like, reality tournaments or um, uh, fry tournaments where, you know, these people come in here and don't know how to play. And then yeah. they try and tell you the rules and stuff. And it's, those are obviously the worst. But if I had to pick a team in the organization, I guess, I don't know. Let's throw that name out there because it kind of stuck. That's fair. Um, Ryan Anderson uh, tried to start a fire with this one, so we're going to skip that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dan Chamberlain, <laughs> who's your favorite person to play 2v6? And in the reply, let's see, what do you say? And you can't say Katie Sanchez. So you can't oh, well, have Katie as a partner in the 2v6. It wouldn't be Katie anyways. I'd rather get her out than be your <laughs> <laughs> is she in the house right now? Are you safe? No, no. She's coaching basketball. <laughs> okay, cool. You good. All right. Um, <laughs> you just going to get killed when this gets aired. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, so, probably, if it's not Katie, probably. who else? Um, so, there's two people that come to mind. Um, similar mindset. Uh, I I mean, I spoke about both of them already because, I mean, that's how much I respect their and, and the people they are. But Tristan Panay and Tim Fullerton would be hands down the two guys that I would ever play, you know, two v six with. Um, uh, they're both super smart. They've they've been in the league for a long time. You know, they 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 could they could just dig themselves out of any situation because they're so patient. They don't make mistakes. They already have a game plan and they stick with it. They don't veer off a track you know they say this is how i i gotta get this guy out i'm gonna bait him into this or i'm gonna make him you know it's at the line because i'm gonna do this and and no matter how many times it takes that to finally happen they don't not do what they're already planned and that's big because i feel like oh if something doesn't go right twice then they you know most players will go ahead and okay well i'm gonna try this instead and that's when you 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 screw up and so having that kind of, you know, that, that kind of that mindset is really what, you know, gets you, gets you games, you know, underdogs win. Hmm. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Tim. You can't go wrong with Trixie. No. Um, I would definitely throw in Jim there as well. Uh, someone who yeah. I'd want. Israel Bentley. Okay. I, I'm, this is a bit of a tongue twister. So, 
give me some give me some time. If you had to choose between normal sized legs and twice as long arms, or twice as long legs and normal arms, which one would you choose? Well, there's a story behind that question. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it, it involves me being extremely high. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's get to it. I love this. Let's go. So I don't partake very often, and it was just after an elite uh, West round that was here, and uh, we just got done. And if you don't know, Izzy and I were teammates for a very long time on Alliance, mm-hmm. and our ritual after is to always go to Mexican restaurants, some some something like that, and so. We uh, we decided, all right, we're going to go down the street right here. It's called Taco Guild. Let's just let's go here. So before we leave, Jasmine's like, hey, you want some edible? It's this tiny little brownie. And I was like, well, I'm not driving and my body is going to hurt later. So why not? I'll <laughs> have a little bit, a very small piece. And so like I just take a bite of this and it's like two by two square brownie. I take like a small bite out of it and she's all like, oh, no, it's not that strong. You can have more. And I'm like, no, I, I'll pass, you know, and she just peer pressure finally gets to me. Nothing's happening. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll eat the rest. And <laughs> that's when things went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I have okay. not told Katie that like, she knows now, but at the time I didn't tell her anything. And this was way like towards the beginning of our relationship. And I didn't really know where she stood with stuff like this, you know, being a school teacher and that, like, I was like, she probably frowns upon this, so I won't tell her. And I could probably pull this off, but then I get so high, I'm like, oh, God, she knows. (laughs) And so it was during uh, playoffs, the hockey playoffs, and the Ducks are playing the Rangers, and the Ducks are down three to one. And um, we, we finally get our food, and, like, I, you know, we get there and then I like almost immediately get high as soon as we sit down and my face gets gray and it feels like it's melting and drooping and Israel sitting across from me and he's got this shitting grin on his face because he sees <laughs> me just turn transition from being okay to oh my god my life is gone <laughs> and so we're just sitting there and I'm being quiet I'm trying not to say anything because I know I'm going to sound stupid if I do. And so like, I'm just kind of looking around the conversation and stuff. And I, we get our food. I take a bite of my taco. I'm watching still down three, one. I turn around and take another bite. I'm sitting there chewing. I turn back around and the ducks are winning four to three within a bite. And then I'm like, Oh my God, how long have I been chewing this taco? What the heck? (laughs) <laughs> so now I'm like, oh my god, I've been just chewing this taco for like 20 minutes and there's no way she doesn't know I'm stoned. And so to make things worse, he decides, hey Tony, I got a question for you. And he drops that some bitch. <laughs> and I just like, oh, I wanted to throw up so bad. I was like, why would you do this to me? And so I do. I, I sit there and, and then all eyes are on me. Like it, his that question for whatever reason, like I felt stopped the entire restaurant. So no one the entire there. restaurant. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And they're all staring at me. And so I'm pondering. I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh my god, what do I want? What do I answer? How do I answer this? So I really think it out. And I'm like, you know what? No, I, I would want 
long legs because I wouldn't have to step over anything ever again. If there was a wall that was big, I just walk right over it. And Izzy's like, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I like it. And then Katie like does that head nod or head bob back like that's the stupidest answer ever. I would totally have long arms because I'd just be sitting on the couch watching TV, reach into the kitchen from the seat and grab myself a beer anytime I wanted to and never have to get up again. And then they all look at me and they're like, yeah, that is a stupid answer, Tony. And I feel like a complete idiot. And I, I'm totally like, yeah, she totally knows. There's no way she didn't know. Such I mean, she knew, she knows now, but you, you know she knew then. No, she didn't actually. I ended up telling her the next day, you know, guilty conscious. And uh yeah, she said she didn't even know. Oh. It was just the paranoia. Yeah, that happens. Um, especially if you yeah, take so more would, than you're supposed to. I I, I I stand by my statement though. I, I would have long legs still. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad Landrum, did you ever red card anyone? And if so, how fun was it? To kick them out it was not fun at all actually it was basically a fight um mm. so it was uh it was during it was during phoenix dodgeball where we were still we were playing 8.5 and we still had open rushes so every ball was live so you line up six balls it's a six-man rush on both sides you know every ball for any man and um uh, there was some chirping in the game prior to the next rush and you know they're back and forth back and forth and you know I've finally like all right that's enough yellow card both of you guys I don't know what's going on stop it um, so the match continues whatever it you know then the game point goes to somebody they all line back up for another rush they come into the rush the one player grabs the ball he doesn't even clear it he just stands up and throws it point blank at the other player's face hits him right in the face and it's literally the ball closest to me too so like i am like in the action and mm. it, it was basically the guy i punched him in the face because like i don't think the ball ever left his hand that's how close he was when he threw it yeah and like i got i got fired up i you know, immediately was like you're out of here you're done get the hell out of here i don't know what the hell is the matter with you why 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 would you even do that and uh and yeah, I had to, I had to like escort him out of the, of the court, of the, of the court, you know, as a whole building. I was like, you got to go. And so, yeah, it, w- it wasn't fun. And it wasn't I, don't, fun. I, don't, I don't throw around cards for no reason. So I'm not going to red card anybody for, for something dumb. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So anytime I have to yellow or red card somebody, you know, these guys are my friends, you know, I, I consider everybody I play with dodgeball uh, you know a friend of some sort you know acquaintance or something you know so anytime i have to do something negative towards them i don't like it yeah i feel the same israel bentley i feel like there's a story with this one what's your favorite post tourney activity and do you prefer salt on a margarita glass <laughs> yes salt always but yeah we do uh mexicans our fa- my favorite one was it was probably after that tournament in vegas where uh, I played with um, that Honey Badger team. We went to this Mexican restaurant. I couldn't tell you the name of it. But the margaritas were ginormous. And 
you know, the food doesn't even have to be that great, but you're just so hungry after a tournament like that. <laughs> and <laughs> Mexican just seems to quench that thirst, man, or that hunger. Pretty it's much. So good. So good. So, yeah, the that's salt on a margarita glass. You, you're with that? Huh? You're, you're with that salt on a margarita glass? Oh, yeah. Salt. You got to get, you got to replenish that sodium. You just sweat it out for 18 hours. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. You know, mean, some I, people, some people eat pickles. I drink margaritas. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm not too one way or the other. I mean, if it's a margarita, it's a margarita. I don't care what's around the rim. Um, <laughs> Chad Landrum, who's your favorite all-time co-ed team? <laughs> Going to be Alliance, is it? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it'd be yeah, it'd be Alliance or BMV. Same team, basically. BMV was the league version of Alliance. Uh, I know why he's asking this question because I played code with him for a few seasons with uh, Dillagaff. Oh, you were uh, part of that team. Oh yeah, I, I well, Katie, Katie was on. I just had I got grandfathered in because of Katie. Um, uh, no, I mean, solid team. Clearly, you know, the front runners every every season. Yeah, um, it. I actually gained a new uh, love for Chad because honestly, I, I didn't like the guy. He was kind of a dude. <laughs> but then I finally played with him as a teammate, and I was like, dude, he's a wonderful teammate. But man, I can't stand his guts when I'm across from him. <laughs> so yeah, playing with him those uh, those uh, those three seasons uh, really, yeah, really changed my mind on how I felt about him. I and you know, and there's a lot of people out there like that. Like I, I could say that about all of Rise. You know, you play against them, you just like I can't stand these guys. Like you said, I'll punch you in the face for respect. But then you play with them, and you find out, you know, they're a completely different person, and they're just such good teammates. And you know that, I don't know, maybe you have a different view from them being on that other side because you know haters are going to hate. Yeah. And, you know, and and Chad's good. You know, he's one of those guys that's up there on the you know the top of the ranks and stuff. And you know, haters going to hate. Maybe that's why. I, Looked at him sourly, but finally he was on the same team as me, and I realized, no, this guy's cool. I mean, I don't know about you, but my definition of a hater is someone who just hates on you for being good but won't do anything about it as far as trying to improve. Yeah. For me, yeah. like, I, I'm not a hater on Rise or anyone. I'm guilty. You know, I respect them. <laughs> I respect them, and I want to be, you know, of course I want to get better. That's why I always talk to those guys in between games or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still want to, I still want to, you know, Knock them out the podium if I could, or out of a playoff. I know this: if they get knocked out of a of a um, of a tournament before the finals, you don't remember who won the tournament. You just remember hearing Rise got knocked out of the tournament. Yeah. Well, I do. I remember. I mean, I remember. I remember watching Booch beat him. That was. That wait. Was wait. What happened with Hooch? No, Boosh. Boosh. Oh, Boosh, Boosh. Oh, okay. I thought you said Hooch did it. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Hooch, come on. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about the same person here, right? <laughs> here? Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, he going to hear this, son. He going to hear this. I can't wait. I'm going to tell you this right now. I got witness protection right here in Hollywood, so if you need to run, <laughs> when he comes back from deployment, let me know. Um, but I wanted to ask, BMV? Is that the name of the... Yeah, that was our team name. That was uh, that was the Tristan captain that team. Well, what did that, that acronym stand for? 
You uh, yeah, okay? Never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna have to censor that. Never mind. Sorry, I asked. I'm gonna censor that. The people at home were not gonna hear what you just said. Moving on. I never. And that's the thing. That's the thing. I asked Chad um, what Dillagath oh, meant, and I instantly regretted it. <laughs> the amount of censoring I had to do with that one. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it, was a, it was a bar game we used to play with just you know each other or people in the bar. Like you just pick three people and be like. Where are you going to put it? I got to censor that again. All right. Um, Hooch, what is your plan for the future of dodgeball and AZ? Are you running any kind of leagues out there other than just? I mean, I help with Cactus. Yeah. Uh, I may be taking on a heavier role eventually, depending on how, I don't know, my schedule looks. (laughs) Oh, is there anything you want to hint at or just something that hasn't been official yet? Not really. Uh, I mean, Cactus is going to be Cactus. Like, it's going to be great as always yeah uh, it's just maybe a little bit of change of hands you know people get busy you know opening new you know new branches of their life or something and so you know that becomes a back burner or something that they are just dealing with so i don't know that's fair all yeah, right we'll see there's, i mean there's a lot of talk like there's obvious i think there's some talk about um, uh, a new ownership, but still nothing really changing. Just change of hands, just because it's just too much for them right now. And yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'll do whatever <laughs> I can to keep this, you know, dodgeball live out here. Like I, I play softball a lot still. Like right now, I just I played ten games uh, yesterday and the day before between the two days. And I'm on this team with a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. And I started talking to them about dodgeball and they're like, really? I want to play. So it's like, yeah. Oh, and I talk it up. I talk it up real good. It's like, I want to bring these new guys in. Just, you know, always circulating new, new meat, you know, just bringing these kids in. Like, you know, especially from a sport like that, like where the, the, you know, everything transitions pretty, pretty smoothly from baseball to dodgeball. Hmm. You know, you never know what you – diamond in the rough. You never know. Never um, know. Do you happen to play in the same leagues that, like, uh, Dylan and Isidro play in? Uh, I don't think I've played with Isidro, but Dylan and I have been on the same team for co-ed a couple times. He actually played uh, a men's tournament with me, but he is ranked higher than I am, so we're not allowed to play anymore. Well, I mean, I could play on their teams if they would have me, but then the way things are is, like, you're you're considered a chip – so it, the lowest is E, which is what I, I I try to stay in because it gives me options to play, like, higher up when it's co-ed and it doesn't affect my, my standings. But he's like a – I think he's a D-chip now. He was a D-chip last year. I think he's a D-chip now. Well, right now he's nothing because he's rehabbing. Um, but, like, Randy too. Randy's, I think, a C-chip and all of them. So I don't – I don't play in the same division as them when it comes to like men's tournaments, but uh, we're like on the same team sometimes for co-ed. Oh, okay. I didn't realize all the intricacies on that end. Yeah. I play league with them on Wednesdays. Uh, We're, we're off this season, but um, just because of Dylan's injury and we had another guy break his foot like a few months ago. Um, So waiting for them to recover, to get back into it. Hmm. I actually had no idea Dylan was injured. So, Dylan, if you're hearing this, 
speedy recovery, man. Hope to see you soon. And uh, go Dodgers. Um, <laughs> just have to throw that in there. So, um, listen, you don't have a team, okay? Don't start. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to take this. I'm the host, damn it. Um, <laughs> so, clearly, we've had a lot of fun chatting and talking a bit of smack here and you being playfully trolled in the the crowdsource questions, but I want to ask you, um, seeing as you are retired from the competitive scene, as far as traveling goes, how would you like to be remembered? Uh, uh, a legend? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. It's not yeah, the wrong answer. It's not the wrong answer. I think you are. I mean, far stretched, but uh, no, I just, I don't know. I, I, you know, a guy that did. I, I tried. I, 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 I uh, I've done what I can to try and keep this sport alive. Um, in this, you know, in the state, you know, try and bring in new things, new ideas. Um, you know, I've, I've every every league I've played in, I've always put in a helping hand, and eventually ended up on a committee or trying to help out or something. And I just, I, I would like to be remembered because I mean, no one's gonna remember me for my 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 skill set. Like I'm average if that um but i did you know i want to be remembered as someone that you know helped the community grow and stay strong and have fun and and you know the you know like hey you know you're my friend because you know this dodgeball league that tony sanchez helped you know run and keep alive i like mm. that well i can say this um having played against you several times um you're average. Um, I'm just, <laughs> just throwing a playful jab. No, I, I think it, you may say that you're average, but you've also been a part of pivotal teams. Um, I consider Arizona Alliance a, a very pivotal team as far as status as being an OG. You know what I mean? Like, you don't don't disrespect Arizona Alliance. They had their day one time. They had their day. They had their day once, but don't get it twisted. They're unpredictable, and you overlook them. They might, you know, you might see them in the next round and you in the loser's bracket. Um, parking lot pimping, man. That's got to be the most marquee thing you said in this episode, and I'm definitely going <laughs> to hashtag that uh, when it comes out. But all in all, man, I, I know, you know, sometimes you get I – don't, I don't know if I say trolled, but sometimes I, I think a lot of people know you just for being Katie's husband. Yeah, you're oh, a yeah, solid yeah. dude. You're a solid dude, man. You know, I appreciate that. You're 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 married to one of the best dodgeball players in the country, but you yourself you're a solid man, dude. You're a solid player. You're integral, yeah, integral in the you know Mexican development, and definitely the loudest cheerleader. Anytime I see footage of Katie playing, so it's safe to assume the support is always there. Yes, maybe yes. a rivalry at home, but the support's always there. But um, man, I consider an honor uh, not only cementing your legacy but taking time. Uh, to cement Tristan, um, yeah, it, it's I'm I'm honored to have done that for both of you and for anyone on his end as well. So, I man, I, I hope to see you in Cactus. I hope to see you in Kiwanis or whatever <laughs> Arizona tournament I fly into. Yeah, because yeah. trust me when I say I've interviewed enough of you guys to know that I gotta go out there sometime <laughs> and really party with you guys and. Maybe do some parking lot pimping as well. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I am down. I am down. And Izzy, and this is my message to Izzy. Izzy, don't be giving people big edibles if they're not ready for it. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm letting you know myself. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm pro- I probably have a higher tolerance than he does. Don't do that. But sure, no, sure. I- <laughs> honestly, man, you're a great man. And anytime, if this, if anything that should cement your legacy is the fact that Rise asked you to play for them. The fact that a marquee team, the longest tenure team in the United States, asked you to play for them once, that should speak to some level of respect and skill that you have. So, I like it. Thank you so much. Way to go, man. All right. So before we wrap this up, um, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give? Nah. Cheesy <laughs> <laughs> <Easy> prick. <laughs> Texas dodgeball. Huh? Texas dodgeball. Cactus dodgeball. All right, cool. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can uh, resume play soon, which is starting to look like a reality at this point. All right, and that was my interview with Tony Sanchez. Tony, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us your story, as well as just chatting and having some solid laughs. Um, if anyone hasn't noticed at this point, uh, the point of these interviews is to immortalize stories so that they cannot be forgotten. So honoring another OG in an interview was definitely something we both, we both wanted to do and um, hopefully it does justice. So if even for one more night, um, I'll be going on my trip by the time you hear this and I'll have a long journey ahead of me, but I'll come back and uh, the next interview will be with Simon Jones. So stay tuned and, you know, let's, let's wrap the season up with a, a couple solid, uh, a couple more solid stories. All right. If you've been listening up to this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.